Welcome to the podcast with an open and honest conversation about everything from A to Z as it pertains to the LGBTQ plus community and beyond. I'm your host, Rodney. And you can follow me on IG at I am Rodney Wash. I'm Marco the Prince. You can follow me on IG at Marco the Prince. I'm Shazam. You can follow me at underscore kid and play underscore. And I am Solomon E. Stretch. You can follow me on IG at Solomon E. Stretch. And I'm going to guess Marco's laptop. <laughs> <laughs> you are so shady. Listen, I left my shade at home today. Rodney is up on the way in. We are on season two. Episode 15, snap, snap, snap for 15 episodes into the second season. However, we have 46 episodes total, so we are four away from episode 50. As you all know, sweet babies, that we do have a collection plate in that the That Rodney still has not brought from his house. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> at this point, he's taking it. <laughs> No money. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you can donate to the podcast. You can see we have all this love, lovely production going on. It will be very grateful of you, gracious of you all to support us by giving us a dollar or more. And also give us five stars. We are five star bitches. And Solomon will tell you how to, you know, help us out more. When you interact with us, it would be amazing if you interact with us on our Instagram and on our YouTube so you can like, comment, and subscribe. That's all I got. Okay, well, thank you. <laughs> all right, let's get to the shit. <laughs> Marco, how was your week? My week was eventful. So I went to a um, Lateran festival last Saturday. A what festival? Lateran. Okay, I'm probably. Yeah, lantern. Ladder. Yes, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm um, out in Cobb County, so they gave us like these. Now he need a translator, <laughs> <laughs> bitch. I was trying to let him talk. Y'all know I fuck up words all the time. But, you know I do too. So I can't say shit about you. <laughs> like is this nigga out here walking on ladders? What's happening? Like, I was like, I, was, I didn't want to. He's like, like, this Squid Game. Like, like, what is that? What is that? What's that? No, go on. No, no, I went to a Latrin Festival. Yeah, I went to a festival out in Cobb <laughs> County. Um, it was very dope. You got like this little gift bag um, with spiritual cards and things that you write on your ladder and you let it out in the water. Um, yeah, it was nice. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, people um, got up, did um, poetry, and y'all know I always find candles. So I found, uh, dang it, I found a, a candle guy, black owned business um, there too. So I bought two. Yeah, it was pretty eventful. And then I went to a Beyonce um, party out in, um, off of Moreland. It's pretty dope. What'd they do? Play Beyonce all night. Literally the whole night. Wow. Yeah. Can I search two days away? Uh, two weeks. <laughs> Prepare. These, these are the pregames. Be <laughs> <laughs> one. <laughs> She said, about was your week? <laughs> My week was good. I have this whole thing where I don't like getting dressed. I like to wear gym clothes. Mm -hmm. I have on Crocs right now, as y'all seen. <laughs> like, I don't want to have on tennis shoes. But I had to get dressed three times this weekend. And I don't like wearing fitted clothes. But I put on fitted clothes on Saturday. And I was like, ugh. But now I'm back in gym clothes. But it was fun. I had a birthday party on Saturday. Well, yeah, Saturday, I think. Rooftop birthday party for one of my friends. Mm -hmm. And then I went to like a kickback with like some older gentlemen and it was fun. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The old men know how to party. I'll do that. I bet they had the best hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> the what? What are they called? <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun though. Like, I like. <laughs> Not appetizers. It is hors d'oeuvres. No, you're right. Yeah, you said yeah, it right. You're right. I'm about to say that word. Different crowds. Yes. <laughs> One night we was listening to City Girls, and next night it was Anita Baker. Like, it was Yes, yeah. caught up in a ratchet of love. Solomon, how was your week? My week was good. I just got back from Miami, mm -hmm. and I had a great time. Did you go um, to the new beach? I did not. Aww. He got a tan, though. I did get a tan. He's on um, somebody beach. <laughs> 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 Um, and now I'm back. I mean, that's it. That's all I have. You don't want to elaborate what you did? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> you got them all wiped the purified away. <laughs> <laughs> he got those sins off. Oh, get off. He is wearing white today. <laughs> <laughs> They're cutting up today. Look, 
Rodney, how was your week? <laughs> it was very boring. I ain't done about living through y'all vicariously. Like, hey, this shit. I looked at the past and said, oh, that's cute. I saw an outfit you had. You didn't really post. You don't dare post. Oh, that. you just laid in the house all the time? <laughs> I didn't do shit this weekend. Sometimes that's needed, though. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm taking reset. a rest. I went to the gym on Sunday. and <laughs> I went to the gym on Sunday. And I just... <laughs> I'm sorry. That just took me for a loop. But I know he was just moving. <laughs> I went to a gym on Sunday. It worked out. And I was like, yep. <laughs> no Sunday fun day for did me. Did you go to the house of the Lord? I did go to church. Okay. But that, you know, that's... I don't say it's like activity. That's just to... Go praise God. You know, I'm lying. Oh, my God. I'm lying. On Friday, thank you for church. I just remember that. Um, I went to go visit my church. We did an um, outreach program with um, behavior youth who have issues at home mm-hmm. or they get molested or stuff. And the state of Georgia has some type of campus, like, away from south of our 20. And... We really was, we uh, threw the kids a field day. And when I tell y'all, I cried when I got on the bus because, thank you, I forgot all about this, Lord Jesus. I cried when I got on the bus because one kid told me, it's like, this is the most fun I ever had in, like, in my life. I was lifting terror. Mm-hmm. And I, you can't really ask them why if they shared, that's what they just like place to share, but you don't ask. Mm-hmm. He was like, just thank you for this. Because I was over like the relays and stuff. He was like, thank you, Mr. Rodney. And I think I'm going to go back there every other quarter. I can't do too much, but I, I enjoyed helping the kids, and that made me smile. So oh, thank you for reminding me, because I'm like, I was going to talk about that on the podcast. But, like, it was just to hear some of those stories, what they've been through, and know that we had a safe place for them just to be a kid, and not have to worry about feeding people, raising people, worry about somebody harming you or touching mm-hmm. on you. You just be a child. Mm-hmm. And that put a smile on my face. So I did do that. Yeah. yeah so stop for that, because child forgot all about that. I love the babies. I love the babies. All right, Marco, take it away. All right, y'all. <laughs> Openers, as you know, before we get into these streets, you know we got to pay these bills. If you haven't done so, please click the link in the description below. As you guys know, Apple is our official sponsor for Open Relationship Podcast. Uh, we are giving you Apple TV or Apple Music, so support the podcast. Everything is always appreciated. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, on camera. <laughs> All right, we're about to get into these streets. Um, unfortunately, it's a it's a sad one um, this week. Um, O'Shea Sibley, twenty eight year old professional dancer, danced for Philadelphia Dance Company and was an activist. Was killed in Brooklyn, New York, um, due to a hate crime at a gas station. Um, I watched the video brought tears to my eyes. It's just so unfortunate that we as like black gay men just can't even dance. And like people just always have something to say about what we gotta do. You know, um, he was dancing to Beyonce Renaissance. Beyonce shouted or showed her respect uh, on her tour uh, last, or today, excuse me. Um, But yeah, I think we, we gotta, we gotta do something about this. Um, yeah, I was I was just speechless when I read the article, saw the video news outlets. It was a group of Muslims, just men, just harassing, just harassing him because he was just dancing. There was a little altercation and words back and forth, but it didn't have to result to a stabbing to death. Um, you know, some of the best advice is just walk the other way and just go. Um, he Muslim? The, um, the guy who said was Muslim? Oh, yes, yes, Cut yes. off his hand. They believe in that stuff. He killed somebody. Mm-hmm. Which hand was it? The right? I'm going to got it. Mercedes ready. Mm-hmm. And he was 17. He was 17? Mm-hmm. The, the, the Muslim boy. I think 100%. I'm not a legal expert, but I think he's probably going to be charged with something for sure. Mm-hmm. Not sure what it would be. Um, I didn't watch the video. I didn't either. Reason being, I think that um, when, for me, when black bodies are harmed, I don't want to see it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's so common and it's happening so much. And 
people expect us to watch it. They want to put it on the news. Like, I don't want to have to relive that pain over and over. Like, watching a George Floyd video almost killed me. Mm-hmm. Like, anytime it came back on, I was like, I'm not watching this. Um, I think it's extremely unfortunate. Um, I saw somebody tweeted earlier. They said, everyone's always saying that toxic masculinity is under attack, but actually black boy queer joy is under attack. And mm. I think it's true. Um, it's not often that a black queer male has the space to just be authentically happy mm-hmm. without someone having an issue with it, a problem with it when it really has nothing to fucking do with them. It's gross. Those um, Muslim gentlemen that were offended by this man dancing to Renaissance is actually, it's insane. It had nothing to do with you. At all. Like, why, why, like, instead of just minding your business, mind your fucking business. Because that was absolutely ridiculous. Somebody's life, life was lost because you were offended on something that has nothing to do with you. I hope they put him underneath the jail. Put him with the rapist. And I just want to emphasize that um, the um, perpetrator, the perpetrator, although was identified as Muslim, um, this isn't necessarily about religion, mm-hmm. right? And so that could be a factor. I don't know. Um, but, you know, oftentimes we see uh, events happen and we want to blame a group, right? But we also have to keep in mind that this is an individual. These were a group of individuals who acted callously, recklessly, dangerously. And I'm using these words specifically because we don't often refer to people as dangerous. And I'm not talking about groups, I'm talking about these individuals. These Mm -hmm. individuals were participated in very, um, just being dangerous in the community. Um, And, I'm sorry. So, open it. just so y'all know what's happening, we're going to tell y'all because we ain't going to have no inside joke. No Marco's laptop sounds like a semi-truck, and it just shut off, and that's why we started laughing. So and Yeah, we were not laughing at this, so I don't know if you put that out there. So. I didn't realize how loud it was until it got silent. <laughs> I thought it was the damn air in here. All right, all right, all right. All right. And it's your laptop. Wow. Oh, my God. We had enough know that they want to cuss us out. Right. right. <laughs> Um, but I, I just want, you know, to to Shazam's point. Um, I also didn't watch the video. I didn't watch the video. I don't. Number one, I don't want to be desensitized from seeing black folks getting killed. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a movie out right now, um, The Blackening, mm. and it took me a while to actually watch it. I recognize that it's a comedy. Um, but it took me a while to actually watch it because I was like, do I just want to watch a movie about a bunch of black people dying? And until I watched it, I was like, oh, okay, this is actually entertaining. But the whole premise behind it was is like a black horror movie. Okay. And I was like, but haven't we seen a whole lot of black horror images in the media over the past 10 years? Mm-hmm. Um, and... It is, I don't, I don't want to be desensitized from it, right? Like, I don't want it to be, like, so natural that when we see it on the, on the screen, it's like, oh, another body, right? Like, I want to be fired up about it. I want to have these conversations about it. And I think it's very important to have conversations about the queer community, the gay community, the LGBTQ plus community, but also blackness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to have conversations about, like, you know, I've seen individuals talk about being black first and then being gay. Um, because when you when you are going out into the world, somebody's going to see something first. And But at the same time, it's like, I am a black male. And whenever I see another black male, another gay male, anybody in any community like it, it's it's sickening and to your to what you were saying earlier you know we have to do something but what i don't know how to feel at this point i don't really have many feelings anymore it's like no I hate to say that but it happens so much 
And it's just sad that you cannot go out and dance with your friends. Mm-hmm. And just imagine being Atlanta. Atlanta's going to be turned up for Beyonce. And if I'm minding my business, Texco, whatever, um, what's other gas stations they have? QT. QT and I'm voguing my ass down. Care your straight thug ass in the motherfucking store and mind your business that pays you. Like, it has nothing to do with you. If I want to pop my pussy up and down the road, I'm not trying to be, I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. Like, it's my business. If it doesn't entice you or make you want it, why do you care? That's the question I have. I would ask her, why, why, did, why did it offend you so much? You had to look their way and you had to study that man and you made a reaction in your mind to go over there for what? But I think it also reminds me, I'll just speak for myself, um, it reminds me that I, there are spaces where I won't necessarily be safe. Yeah. And, like, so I, w- I was thinking about this the other day when I was, you know, making my travel arrangements. And I'm like, all the places that I want to go, like, I want to go to the Middle East and I want to go to a lot of these places. Oh, so I wanted to say this about Miami, right? So I'm in Miami, I'm at this restaurant, and then the waitress is like, do I know you? And I was like, no, I'm just visiting. She was like, do you have a podcast? And I was like, I do. And she was like, I watch you guys. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And so, and she's Moroccan, right? Hmm. And so I, I say all that to say, like, I could go to places in the Middle East. I could go to any place, like, when we were doing analytics last year and we were looking at the Caribbeans and we were looking and wherever we show up as a podcast, someone could recognize me, right? And I don't necessarily have to be doing anything, but they do know that I, I have identified myself as a black gay man. And that could just be a target. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we can show up in the spaces and not necessarily be safe, and we don't necessarily think about that often. And I think this event this tragic event reminded me that I can go places and not be safe. That's rest in peace to that young man. And yes. It's sad, but throw that other boy under the jail. Please and thank you. Quick, fast, and a hurry. To lighten the mood, um, since we did speak about Beyonce, um, she's been taking over the Instagram every day with um, her outfits and this world tour of hers. She's been taking over everything. Twitter ecstatic especially. to attend. Um... <laughs> I'm probably going to have an anxiety attack Um, (laughs) of just how excited I'm going to be. Yeah, have you guys seen Every Day is just a new... (sighs) Yeah. I love it. (laughs) And not only do I love her outfits, um, just like we talked about, just like expressing like black queer joy. Mm -hmm. The girls are dressing down. The girls are dressing down. Like Beyonce even said at one show, she was like, y'all planned these outfits months ago. Like y'all got up this morning and got dressed. And I think it's so exciting. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, people on Twitter like, you guys don't have to get dressed for the concert. It's just like, let us be happy about something, damn it. Like, if I want to put on a patent leather silver thong and an alien mask, bitch, let me. Like, have fun. I think it's it's amazing. Yes. Like, seeing her, even seeing her, like, Vogue and, like, just do things that's like, girl, what, what girls you hanging out with? Because okay. she doing some stuff that's just like, okay, Beyonce, we see you, girl. But, yeah, I'm excited about the tour outfits. I'm loving the creativity that I see when I'm on social media. I'm loving the outfits. I, I actually like seeing Blue Ivy dressed up, too. Mm. Yeah, I like, mm. but, and she's, like, dressed up as a more conservative version of her mother. While she's on stage, I think that's just absolutely amazing. When they were matching, I think it was like this past week, they had on like the matching New York Knits Ivy mm-hmm. Park jerseys. So cute. With the army fit gear. Rodney. Right. Girl, what you got to say? Beautiful gowns. <laughs> well, baby, when Beyonce does tribute, she don't forget her words. Beautiful gowns. I mean, they're cute. It's cute. I just want to... Don't be disrespectful. I, look, you asked me for our, you our right. opinion. This is a safe place, right? <laughs> From A to Z, yes. <laughs> um, it's cute. I just I don't want to be burnt out because I'm going to the concert. Mm-hmm. I got tickets, so I want to enjoy it. I don't want to see everything because everybody's posting everything. And you get burnt out. It's like seeing a song you love and they play over and over and over and over again. I don't want to be like, oh, I've seen this. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. there's one person that's recording everything. I'm like, bitch, you got the whole concert on your fucking story. 
to me, that's insane. Because personally, for me, this thing is going to be in my pocket. Yeah. I am not going to be recording. I am going to be watching. What? You might get a picture of like the stage, but after that, ooh, after that, I'm literally just going to be watching the show. Every concert I go to, I don't like you like be in the moment. You don't have yeah, to be exactly. on your phone and like record it and like when I go live and stuff. I'm like, why did you buy a ticket? Hell, hold your phone for a two-hour show, girl. Couldn't be me, girl. I'm just want to enjoy it, so. My outfit's here. Yeah, it's my game this weekend. <laughs> it's, I'm ready. He's ready. Speaking so. of outfits, Miss um, <laughs> Badu shaded Beyonce on the internet. Did she really? Mm-hmm. Was it really that, shade? Was it though? I think that's a reach. It's for, it's, that's why I don't like y'all fans. Y'all fans <laughs> think everything's towards Beyonce. Erica Badu is Erica Badu. She's not worried about Beyonce. I think. Baby, that was shade. Yeah. I think she loves Beyonce. I don't think she has an issue. No, I don't think she has an issue with her, but it was shade. It was definitely shade. Why was it shade? I guess Breaking I'm everybody's stylist. Because she didn't say nothing before that big hat. Beyonce before, been wearing that hat for how long? For, for, since formation. How you know she was talking about Beyonce? Though? Oh, please. I mean, it was right up under her post. However, <laughs> but, my th- <laughs> but my thing is like, and but what if it's true? What if Beyonce was inspired by it? And so, what if Beyonce comes out and she's like, yeah, you were my inspiration. What are you bitches going to say then? Maybe Erica's upset that she didn't mention her name in the song like she did Jill Scott. I don't know. Could be. I'm team Erica, so... I'm I'm team both. Like I don't like I don't have to choose, right? <laughs> I chose um, Team Eric. Well, I, I don't I didn't ask. You, you. went to the Erica Badu concert here? <laughs> I did. I did. That shit was you amazing. didn't, but you bought Beyonce tickets here, right? I actually bought them. But do you are you going to the concert? <laughs> I Let's am not do going semantics. And you got an outfit, you said? Oh, okay. I cute. didn't buy that. Oh, but you're tired of like the outfits on the internet, and you don't want to see. I am, but my oh, outfit okay. is unique to what I want to oh, wear. You need? Okay, okay. <laughs> Go ahead, take it away. <laughs> Shout out to be- Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, that was good, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, situation with Shazam always gonna be something we've all dealt with. <laughs> Little shady sometimes, sometimes serious. Always named after R and B song. Today. Insecure, Jasmine Sullivan. Beautiful song. Mm. Great, great song. Condolences to Jasmine Sullivan. I don't mm. know if you guys know, but her mother died of breast cancer. Mm. Oh, Jesus. And if you guys were at One Music Fest last year, she like basically like told everybody, like, give my mom good vibes. It was um, an emotional moment. But shout out to Jasmine Sullivan. Insecure. It's her and Bryson Tiller. Great song. So thought about this because everybody's seen Insecure. You've watched Insecure. Yep, Everybody yep. tables watched it. Beautiful show. We all liked it. Five seasons. It kind of left too soon, if you ask me. Yeah. We don't have a lot of um, black sitcoms that like relate to what we're going through. And the shit was funny, and it was like relatable. So, just wanted to ask a few questions around Insecure. If you had to be a character, which Insecure character would you be? Rodney, which one? Because you look like you already know who you're going to be. Molly. I knew you were going to fucking say that. Why would you be Molly. Because I feel like I am a Molly. Like, just being in my career and I can't find a man. And just always thinking it's me. Like, she's the issue. And, like, these niggas ain't shit. And I'm like, I related so much to Molly. Like, just, I can see myself being alone in a house and wanting a man. But I don't want no man because I don't want to settle. <laughs> <laughs> Solomon, what character are you? Probably Issa. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because she's kind of awkward. Um, and, like, I, I'm i a whole nerd. And I I, I love it. Interesting. You guys are not picking the characters I thought you were going to pick. Who did you think I was going to be? I really thought you were going to either. I thought you were, it was between Molly or Issa, but I was leaning more towards Molly. Who was really? Molly? I thought you were going to give me either I thought Molly or I thought Kelly cuz mm, you're outgoing. Kelly. I thought you would have been like Kelly. Kelly's I funny. Say Kelly, for you. Kelly. Kelly is funny. That. Mine is uh Nathan. I connected with Nathan. I Nathan was the one that like that. ghosted her and like yeah. okay. <laughs> How yeah. so? Um the vulnerability moment when he ghosted her and then he started open up to her about um, his depression, and he didn't really ghost her. He just going through things and really just trying to figure out his way of, you know, trying to own his spaces. So, I could see hmm. that. Hmm. that. That was a good no, one. See, big connection. <laughs> hmm. And you? I really between <laughs> Molly and Issa, I wasn't sure yet. 
like Molly because she like has certain characteristics that I relate to. Mm-hmm. But then it's like the whole man situation. I can't relate with Molly because I'd be watching her on TV. Like, girl, are you stupid? Like, are you dumb? What's going on? Are the, are, are the lights on up there? <laughs> <No>. But <laughs> sometimes I'll be like Issa. But then sometimes Kelly because Kelly's like fun. I don't think I can pick one character. I really thought you were going to pick Kelly Rodney because, like, you give me those funny vibes. <laughs> so, Team Daniel or Team Lawrence? Mm. I am Team Lawrence. But I would say Lawrence dropped the bag because Lawrence was not on his shit until Issa left him and made him get on his shit and made him to the man he was supposed to be. So why are you on his team if you just say he dropped, the, he fumbled the ball there? I feel like Lawrence had good qualities. I feel like I feel like there's a lot of men out there like that. You're not just a my man, but like, I truly feel like you can have that idea, have that push, have that something inside of you, <clears throat> but you won't have it till you lose something you really care about. Mm. And I feel like that needs to happen for him in order to grow. Issa helped him grow. She built him up. Mm-hmm. Oof, that's interesting. Oh, that's what... Baby, do not get into building niggas up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Team Daniel. Um... I was I was with Lawrence until um, the baby situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I was off with Lawrence because <laughs> I've built niggas up before. Um, so I've <laughs> <laughs> damn Issa. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've, I've been in that space. I'm like, okay, you got it. You know, let's just keep working towards it. And then you just come. I don't know. I just I've I've been in that space of where. You know, you're just trying to figure it out and you're still trying to do everything right, but people walk out and then you get your shit together and then, you know, magic happens, so. I was 100% Team Daniel. Lawrence played in her face too much for me. Way too much. And Daniel didn't? She knew what it was with Daniel. He was honest about it. Like, she. They're honest with I feel like Lawrence just played in her face one too many times for me and she let him. You let a nigga Shanann, what are you going to do? Shanann again. Shanann again. <laughs> um, I was definitely Team Daniel. Um, and mine was, like, they just have a vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, the minute I saw Daniel, it was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. That uh, I was Team Daniel from the moment he walked into the scene. And then, um, like, even when they sat next to each other, there was just, like, this comfort that they shared. Like, when I saw, like, how... Issa and Lawrence interacted. It was very, like, uh, stiff for me. Um, but then, like, you always saw Daniel. He was just so, so chill. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like Lawrence. And I, and I like, and I, again, like, I like that honesty. Like, yeah, this is where I am. But she fucked over. So let's see. She left Lawrence for Lawrence needed her. And so I, he went on a rebel pass, and I'm not mad at him getting his whole face. But he played in her face all the way. She had to leave him to be like, okay, now look. Yeah, but I mean, she she was like over him too. So like, you can't blame him for everything. So she should have stayed because he needed her. No, but she left. It was rude. The first episode, she was so rude to Lawrence. Like, about to cheat on Lawrence with another man when he wasn't doing shit wrong at home, except not trying to get a job. This is crazy that you say that because you are all about like a nigga having a job and having his own. But I'm not off for cheating. She should have left him. And she did leave him, but I don't think she left in the right way. She left because she got caught. He caught her ass cheating. And I'm not mad, bitch. I'm going to act a fool. I'm going to act like we good. Play with your feelings. And then when I want you back, I want you back. That's toxic. She was toxic. I didn't say she wasn't. Toxic, toxic. <laughs> <laughs> so out of all five seasons, there was actually like all good episodes. I don't think there was ever an episode. Well, there was a few episodes where I was like, okay, this might have been a waste of space. But what was your like favorite episode or favorite scene? When they went on the girls trip. To Coachella? Yes. Mine too. That is my favorite episode. When Kelly got tased, I cried for like 45 minutes. <laughs> to me, it's like, it's like this having a group of friends who... Y'all all had different walks of life, and y'all can all come together. And when I went to the college, their college, that was nice. Oh, like homecoming weekend. Yes. I just like group chips with your friends. Like, you let your hair down, relive moments. Like, you know, out there, you a lawyer, a doctor, but right now, you're just my old college friend mm-hmm. from college. Like, in my dorm room. You don't need to, like, show off what you do. Like, this is how fun to get fucked up. 
and enjoy ourselves. And that made me smile. Like, oh, look at them. That that episode, and then like, was that the? I think it was like one of the episodes they like almost did like a tribute to Wade and Sex Hell. Do y'all remember that? And there were like many clips that you could be like, oh, this is like when they were dancing around the table and Wade and Sex Hell. I'm gonna post in the group chat and we yeah. just send okay. the openers, but it's literally like pictures and you can like compare it to Waiting Sex Hell scenes. And it was like, oh my gosh, I'm an old bitch. Waiting Sex Hell is my movie. Oh my, <laughs> my, my favorite episode was an early episode. It was when Old Girl was getting fingered in the restaurant up underneath the oh, table. At the diner? With, oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> that's your favorite. That was my favorite. That shit was just hilarious to is me. Is that why they call you Stretch? No. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Mine was when they was. Um... You always gonna bring up. <laughs> When they was at the house, it, I think it was leading up to Coachella when they had when they was having a girls dinner. They were all they were playing questions in a hat around the table because they was waiting for dinner reservations. Oh yeah, and then they all got dressed together and was cracking jokes and stuff. So that just reminds me of, you know, just going out on a Saturday night in Atlanta and you know. And the other scene too is too. This remind when you get older, and you think you're the only friend, but your friend had other friends. Mm-hmm. The baby shower. Yes. Oh. That scene was so real to me. Because I'm like, I was like, oh, girl, I'm like, who the fuck these bitches are? Like, <laughs> bitch, I'm your bottom bitch, and I can't plan stuff. Then she explained why she, she did. It made sense to me. I'm like, well, damn, your friends, they might be your best friend, but they mm-hmm. have other people mm-hmm. touching them, too. I'm like, because I'm, I'm that friend, like, you didn't pick me to do your baby shower, bitch? <laughs> like, <laughs> Why? This girl telling you where to go. <laughs> Bitch, I've been here. <laughs> that, that episode was awkward. I was like, ooh, ooh this is like, this kind of hurts. But I feel like the beautiful thing about Insecure is it really showed like all of their insecurities. And I feel mm-hmm. like so many people found ways to relate to the characters. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, what is something or that you've like historically been insecure about? Or is there something that you're currently insecure about? Leave the ghosts of the past in the past. So you don't have anything that you've been his- historically insecure about? Or you just don't want to discuss it on an open and honest podcast? Leave the past in the past. <laughs> I recently, you know what, he going to say, he talked about me, he watched the show, whatever. So <laughs> <laughs> so I recently read up a person I used to date back. We dated. He was never a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Because he going to know because give him too much. Okay, well, we dated, right? And... He, it was a lot of things going on. I won't say too much, but like it, it just didn't work out for me because of certain things that he believed in, I believe in, whatever, right? It's okay, saw him a week ago. And I was like, okay, let's reconnect and let's see where this can go. And then he just did something. I'm just like, bitch, I'm not 25, I'm 32. Mm-hmm. And this how you still acting. So I don't want to, like, leave Lawrence where Lawrence needs to be. That's what I want to say. <laughs> what they got to do with the question, though? Yeah. Okay, I, was like, <laughs> I was insecure about going back to the past. Mm, circling the block? Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Kind of. Okay. <laughs> we don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, I'm going to not answer the question. <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> Marco, um, how about you? Insecure about in life. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't really have insecurity issues. Um, Grove. Yes. Delight. Mm, <laughs> this is interesting. Um... <laughs> no, whatever I did, I've always wanted to do, and if it didn't work, it just don't work. Okay. So are we looking at insecurities? Or are you guys thinking about regret? Because it sounds like there's like a. So I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> break it down, yeah, teacher. Break, break it down so, for us. <laughs> um, I have always been insecure about my weight. And, um, but it's, it's something that has fluctuated. Like when I was a kid, it was like, I was a skinny kid and then moved to the South, started eating Southern food and then got big. Um, but then I, I think genetics also played into that. Um, and in high school, like I was heavier towards graduation, went into college. Um, I don't even remember how much I weighed, but then I lost like in six months, I lost 
shit ton of weight. And, like, I went from an extra large to, like, a medium. Ooh. And, like, I was, because I went to the University of Georgia, and it was just all walking. So it was easy to do. And mm-hmm. I wasn't eating the same stuff. Um, and then I noticed, like, how the attention shifted, like, when I was smaller. And opportunities started happening. Like, I did a pageant, and then I did all these other things. Um, and then I was like, oh, it's different on this side. Um, but then, <laughs> but then um, because life happens and I, I gain weight again. Um, and I remember there were, there were moments where, like, I carry my body differently. Mm-hmm. And so, um, like, when I'm more confident, my shoulders are back. I, I walk confidently. But then when I'm a little heavier, maybe my shoulders are, are in a little bit more and I'm, like, guarding my heart. Um or holding my stomach a certain kind of way. So, um, weight has typically, well, weight has historically been a thing for me. Um, and I notice now, like, when I, like, I do my gym posts, like, 8 o'clock every, well, yeah, 8 o'clock every morning. And it's funny now because, like, I work out just enough to keep some thickness. Because there was a time where, like, <laughs> I, I worked out so hard, like, I was, like, super, super, super slim. Um, and I didn't necessarily like it. Um, but then, like, now I do just enough so that I can be in the mirror and then, like, jiggle that thigh a little bit. <laughs> and then, like, even when I jiggle it, I'm like, oh, that's cute. But then I still have moments where I'm just like, oh, but I have a little bit of mm, mm. that I want to get rid of. But then I'm like, but then there was that one time that Love Handle was grabbed and I was like, oh, I might want to keep that. So, like, you know, we, we um, bounce back and forth mm-hmm. between these, these thoughts. Um, is that what you had in mind? Definitely. So as far as mine, we definitely relate on the weight thing. Like a lot of people don't know, but in college, I was like almost pushing a size 38. Like I was big. Like, yeah, I was like almost a size 38 and almost 46. like two. Tw- four, you were the what, bitch? <laughs> whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> you lying, Solomon. Solomon, you were a 46. It was like one of the things. You were forty six. That's like the time when Ronnie was like, <laughs> right in front of the camera. Um, yeah. Okay. I've so. worn a thirty two, a forty six, and I, I may have done a forty eight once. Y'all look now clapping up because wet life's journey is not easy. It's and- not. I was up to a 38 and then like after that I like dropped extremely fast. I went to Florida and I was almost running outside. So I'm just sweating. I went back to Indiana and I was like a 31. And mm-hmm. my mom was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. She was like, I think you need a checkup. I'm like, girl, like, she's like, well, diabetes runs in the face. I'm like, mom, I just lost some weight, you know? <laughs> but I used to be insecure about my weight for sure. And then I can say like in my like late 20s, not gonna reveal how old I am now, but in my late twenties, <laughs> I used to be insecure about my relationship status. Mm. I had broke up with somebody and then seen everyone around me talking about their booze and their relationships, and I was like a little insecure about that. Like I was like, "Girls, it me." That's where I relate to Molly, mm. but now I'd be like, "Fuck these niggas." But I yeah. am Molly. I'm insecure about love. <laughs> I really am. I'm leaving at that. Let's move on. <laughs> Move on, girls. <laughs> Do we want to? Because <laughs> you know it's 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 funny you say that because I am forty one, soon to be forty two, and I am single, mm-hmm. and I am happily single, and I think I want to be single until I meet someone who I can do the things that I do with myself. With, I think I am just tired of giving away my body with no reward at the mm. end and this is my god honest truth like I can meet a guy have great sex talk for two days and that's over with mm. another guy have great sex talk for two days I'm just tired of that shit like I don't want to keep giving my body away or give my time away and there's no reward for me at the end mm. there was someone go ahead have you ever thought about like removing the body aspect from it and just getting to know somebody without sex? Even that, I'm not shit. being shady. No, I'm no, being I'm, I'm, no, 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 no. I get what you're saying. It's not always about sex too. Sometimes it's just to be talking. Okay. And then they do something to aggravate. I'm, sometimes I think it's me. Sometimes I just think like I'm just I'm just really really big on communication, and I don't care. I dated a doctor one time before who was a surgeon who made time. They worked 15 hour shift. 
text or whatever. It didn't work out because of other reasons. Talk to somebody who just made time. I don't like the excuse where I work so I can't talk all the time. But you do everything else. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not finna tell me you just working all the goddamn time and you never pick up your phone. I'm not. And if I'm not the one that you want to be talking to, just leave me alone. I don't want to be choosing, like, it's all four of us and you trying to choose who you want to be with. Just take me out. Y'all three can have it. Like, if I'm not the number one pick, then I don't want to be no pick. Mm. That's a word. That was the answer we wanted at the beginning, boo. <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> reflect, reflect, deflect. So, see? Like, but I, I had someone who put me on a, or who has a 90-day rule. Like, they don't, they don't have sex for 90 days. Oh, I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. And at first, I was like, but then I was like, the the longer we communicated, the longer we were courting. I'll say courting. Um, the longer that we were courting, like the more I respected, because we were able to do much more. I was gonna say when you remove that, it forces you to get to know somebody for it who really they are. Does. Like you don't. There's not like smoke and mirrors. Like oh, this is the sex is good, and sometimes I can't see like your other red flags. You know, mm-hmm. so. I could understand that. 90 days is a long time. Child, 90 days is a long time. But sometimes people can't switch up on you, too. That's a whole true. quarter. And that's when you switch a nigga out, oh. Summer Walker. <laughs> Take us away, Solomon. <laughs> All right. So, speaking of, um, for today's Menage a Trois, we are going to talk about As Seen on TV. Uh, we are in a culture of influence. Everything from the products that we use to the places that we frequent um, and even the types of relationships that we desire. Um recently you know this barbie movie dropped Mm -hmm. and it has made record numbers in the box office and i saw this one commentary about black women uh went out to celebrate celebrate this white barbie but um what did i say black women went out to celebrate this white barbie but white women wanted to lynch a black mermaid Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, there could be some validity to that. I don't know. But this is so this conversation isn't about um, race, but it's really just about like culture, because Barbie is an, a cultural icon. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people, like a lot of men went out to go see this Barbie movie, um, gay men and straight men. I didn't. OK, I mean, I, mean, I, I didn't either, but. <laughs> But whether it's the American dream or, you know, whatever standard, (laughs) whatever the standard is in your country, because, you know, we are international. Uh, (laughs) Hi, guys. (laughs) I'm worldwide. (laughs) Maybe you bitch from Clark. (laughs) (laughs) You know, maybe you live for the weekend or maybe um, you have to have or have to do the latest trend. Uh, so my question to you guys is, you know, on a scale from zero to ten, hmm. like how much do you think that you are influenced by culture? I was or like mainstream media. Let's say that. Break that out. What you mean by mainstream? Um, and I don't do everything mainstream does. So well, well that would be your answer. So it would oh. be like. Um, <laughs> 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 that wasn't supposed to be shady. But, no, you're um, fine. No. But, I, I just Marco started laughing first. I didn't do nothing. Marco, not you laughing at no, me. No, he, he looked at me. Marco started laughing at you. And I thought Marco laughing. Oh, Marco. It, it could be social media. It could be movies. It could mm-hmm. be um, just like the the trends, like brunch culture. Like people who go out to brunch. Like I'm not a, I'm not a bruncher. Um, and so there are all kinds of things that people attach to. Like, how much do you think that you're influenced by influence culture? I would say, like, as I get older, it goes down. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was probably, like, fresh out of college, I wanted everything that was brand new. I wanted to be, like, up on everything. Now there's times where my friends say stuff, and I'll be like, girl, what is that? Like, I don't know that restaurant. I don't know that club. Like... So sometimes it is, I would say, on the high end. So like things like me and Marco just sat here and gagged for like five minutes about the Beyonce concert. Mm-hmm. Very right. influenced because I didn't found out and everything else. But then somebody could say, oh, like, um, did you download, um, I don't know, Threads or like one of the other social media platforms? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I downloaded it, but I don't know how to work it. So right. it's like it depends on what it is for me. 
So what do you think your rating would be? Zero to ten? Yeah. I would say like a six or a seven. Okay. Child, I'm old. <laughs> um, very much what you just said. Younger days, knew all the apps, all mm-hmm. the it things. I was trying to be everything. Wore Jabos, white tees, all kind of stuff. Cause it was in right Nikes. Now I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm at a three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so serious. Like I don't have time. Cause I know all those smoking mirrors. <laughs> Mine would probably be like a five. Um, very similar to the Beyonce reference. Like very influenced by that getting the outfit you know got the seat that i want all that good stuff but then there's other things like everybody that i knew that's in my friend circle went to go see the barbie movie i said why would i go see that same mm. <laughs> i don't play with a barbie like, oh, Issa Rae. i said okay like Issa was in it yeah, yeah. like like it give it up so. for her like no shade i was like but i don't want to sit in the theater and <laughs> watch, watch a, a barbie, barbie movie. Don't so yeah probably like a five um very much um also what you said like very into the brunch like because i've been brunching since in dc dc got some of the best brunches so it's just embedded in me i think i would be a four or five maybe i thought it was gonna be lower than that Ooh. No shade, but Solomon don't give me trend. Yeah. Yeah, he's I'm not a trendy person. I'm not really a trendy person. <clears throat> um, I would say, so, again, as I've gotten older, it's shifted a lot. Um, I like comfort. And so people, <laughs> those fingers went We all like, <laughs> <laughs> like, preach <laughs> I have, like, even with me doing yoga, like I have shopped for like, try to find the most comfortable yoga mat. Um, even with shoes, um, I really only just wear white tennis shoes. Um, but I like shop for like the most comfortable tennis shoes. Um, and some of the most comfortable tennis shoes I have just found for like $34 on Amazon. Um, or on shopping apps. Let's, Thank you. Let's say that. Um, <laughs> and not a sponsor. Um, oh. And so, <laughs> catch on, girls. I wish you wanted to. Yeah, thank um, you. We wear wide, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Take one, hello. <laughs> but um, like, I remember being twenty-seven and having the four-bedroom house and living out in the suburbs, and then I was like, this, and and I was single, so th- I was like, this is lonely. Like I never, I never went upstairs, um, and so there was a whole house that I just didn't experience. Um, and then there was a time I was living in the suburbs again. The suburbs is just not my thing, but like living in the suburbs with a partner, and then part of me was just like, I want to be somewhere else. Um, and so like that American dream that we often are sold mm-hmm. wasn't for me. And so, like, I love traveling, and I just love being in different places. I love waking up in different places and seeing different color skies, um, different cultures. I love, I love fucking up when I'm trying to like speak someone else's language, um, and then someone else is just like, "Oh, let me help you out," and I'm just like, "Oh, look, I'm learning," um, and tasting different foods and eating different fruits. I mean, I, I'm a foodie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, that stuff is important to me. But if you're just like, hey, let's... I was talking to you guys a little while ago about this little group chat that I'm in, and everybody's trying to find, like, this restaurant for to celebrate somebody. I'm just like... And I actually sent a message to her. I was like, just tell me where we're going. I'll show up. <laughs> That's so me. <laughs> I'm not a planner. <laughs> and, it's, and it's not necessarily just like, like, I'm not... It's not that I'm not a planner, because I can plan things that I want to do. Um, but when it's like, if I have to negotiate and navigate other people's stuff too, mm-mm. I can't eat this. I don't want this. Okay, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, <laughs> you off the guest list. And I'm not coming. <laughs> I'm more like, just tell me where we going. Cause I ain't got time. This one will eat fish. This one will eat this. Girl, I just want to go eat and have fun. <laughs> Drink me, please. Oh. <laughs> 
Eat at your house, bitch. <laughs> and so my next, my next question is: Is there a part of a culture or mainstream media that you would want to see more of? African culture mm. celebrating a more positive light. Mm. Mm. That was the first thing I thought of too. Yeah. Like Africa, the continent of Africa is not all about starving Poor. children and flies and eyes. And, and I thought that, that too. They say I really mm-hmm. did. And then when it was some, when I had an African friend, well, we friends, but work with him, <laughs> and he showed me where he was from. I'm like, this is <laughs> like New York, like. What what is part of Africa is you know and he was like all Africa is not how they make it seem I like that makes like they're so dirty and dusty and village people there was a go ahead there was a video speaking to the African point there was a video of Steve Harvey that goes viral every so often and he talks about like the places you should go in Africa mm-hmm. and then he starts naming like he first mentions Ghana and then he mentions South Africa and then he mentions another place I don't remember I'll send y'all the video and we can post it but he talks about like it's the be- it's like the biggest diamond producing country in the world and things like that mm-hmm. and then like you see things like have you guys watched um, Young Rich and African on, on that, Netflix that, yeah. like puts it in a total different light and it's like so crazy that people think that I um, was friends with this young lady that was from uh, Ghana in college and I remember her like showing us her house like one day when we were just sitting in a dorm and we was like damn bitch like we really was like in shock because it was really like massive and we was like and it's crazy that we have almost like people paint that picture in their mind that it's like this is what it's like and it's really nothing like that Yeah, right? mm-hmm. it's amazing I think I would want to see like I want to see, like, and we talked about this when we talked about the um, if we could create a show type thing. Mm-hmm. I want to see gay men in positive lights. They're always painted to be, like, promiscuous or, like, mm-hmm. all over the place. And it's like, oh, I want to see, like, them being in positive, like, positive lights. I want to see more, like, all of us know doctors. All of us know lawyers. Mm-hmm. All of us know people who are, like, millionaires and billionaires that are gay. And it's like, nobody ever highlights their stories. We want to highlight the stories that got a little mess to them. I don't like that. And to that point, I was, um, after the Africa thing, I was thinking about, like, the black gay love story. Um, like, black gay relationships. Yeah. And seen in a positive light. Um, the, if you're familiar with Styling Hollywood. I love that Jason show. Jason and Adair Curtis. Did it get canceled? Maybe. I don't know. But when I, I tell them. you I love seeing them just navigating a home and work space together because that was oh, that was okay. I remember this that was like my ideal relationship like we are partners and we also like operate a business or operate businesses mm-hmm. um, or at least we participate in each other's businesses and so when I saw that on TV I was like a, a quote from their show yes more please um, and I, I, ever since I watched that show, I was, I say that almost every day. Yes, more please. Anytime I have a positive experience, I'm just like, yes, more please. Um, and there was one, there was one episode where they had an argument, and um, Jason was like, "I love you," and Adair was like, "Mm-hmm," and I was like, crushed, because I was like, no. <laughs> like I, I would never want my partner I would never do that to my partner right um, but then you get to see them make up and I think seeing what healthy communication look like in a relationship and also seeing that people aren't always perfect mm-hmm. I think that was I was like I want to see more of that they were so cute they're very cute I would say um, to piggyback on what you said there's this new YouTube series show coming out um, that does focus on gay relationships. Um, it's on Chase in Atlanta um, YouTube channel. It's coming out this fall, but from the preview, they're not arguing, they're not fighting or anything. Um, so I'm excited to see it. See, this is when I don't creep over culture because I'm Googling as you talk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. All right. Riding. Beautiful cows. Not beautiful gown. (laughs) Welcome to Left on Red, you guys, where we invite you into our space. We answer your questions or give a letter. And um, yeah, just ask us questions away and we will answer your questions to the best of our ability. We'll be open and honest about it because um, this is what this platform is. And you can do so if you click right, look right here in this section. 
you will see the ways you can send your letter. You can go to our, our Gmail account, email account at OpenShiftPodcast at gmail.com or go to our website at OpenShiftPodcast.com. Here is the letter. Why me? I am in a very dark space in my life. I am 35 years old with a master's degree in business, and I don't know what I want to do with my career. I have been in the tech industry for the last three years. I was recently laid off three months ago. I have been looking for a job since, and I can't seem to find one. I have a certain lifestyle that I would like to maintain. If I don't find a job within the next seven months, I will be broke. What should I do? I am losing my faith. Any advice will help. Ooh, Jesus. Uh, well, unfortunately, just just for statistics, the average person between jobs, they're unemployed for six months. So keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. So you should have at least six to eight months of your rent or mortgage saved up um, along with utilities. So save. That's important. Um I have I have been a person who has reinvent, I've reinvented myself multiple times. Like I've worked in uh, fast food, I've worked in um, jewelry, I've worked in mental health. I was a teacher for three years. I've have done a lot of shit, um, and I would hate to box myself into anything. Um, and I have always been the type of person who moved with my spirit. And so if there was something that I just was interested in, I would try it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and in trying it out, you get a paycheck. So I don't believe in being broke. I don't believe in being poor. Um, and so if you want to maintain your your lifestyle, then do something. Do something until you're moved into a space that feels good or feels better. Um, but yeah, that's what I got. So I I think Solomon gave it very nice and sugar-coated. I'm going to be very <laughs> honest. Um, it says, I don't know what I want to do with my career. You have to figure out what you want to do. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what you want to do, applying for these jobs and just, you're really out here searching aimlessly. I've been laid off before. I've had a beautiful startup company just go belly up. And I was laid off. And I literally had to sit and figure out what do I want to do next? And literally shout out to my mom and dad because they told me like, you need to figure out what you want to do because if you get in another role and you don't like it, all you're gonna do is quit and you're gonna be in the same situation. So I would just encourage this opener to take some time to just figure out exactly what you wanna do. I know you said you have seven months, but really focus on that. Um, write it down, journal mm-hmm. it. I find more hope in and more hope and faith when I write things down because I can actually see what I'm trying to accomplish. But really figure out what exactly you wanna do so that um, it doesn't sound like you wanna be in the tech industry anymore. So if you know you wanna do something different, Look for that. And like Solomon said, try different things out. And I would also say, don't chase the money. Money's not always going to make you happy. Like, chase what's going to make you happy. You're 35. Mm -hmm. Really do what's going to make you happy and make you smile because in two years, you might be upset that you took a job just for the money and now you're in the same situation. But also think about, like, you have a master's in business and you've been working in tech. And so... Transferable skills. Very transferable. And so, and at the same time, like, I don't know if they're related and so, you, like, you could have a master's in business and you could have just been, like, over here coding, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, to your point, you know, figuring out what you want to do, I think that also needs to happen earlier in life for those of you who are not 35. Um, like, if you're still in school and you are still trying to figure it out, are you, are you in a major that you want to do? A lot, of, a lot of us go to college and we choose majors based off of what our family does. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we end up living a life that just unhappy. Um, I'm going to say your journey starts now. Um, I've been in this transitional state also. Uh, one thing I like to bribe myself on on like new chapters is the canvas is blank. So paint the lifestyle that you want and make sure it makes sense as we all recently talked about it um being mary jane how she has the positive quotes and things around her house that she wants to accomplish or see come to life do that try different things um but also know where you want to go 
and what you're focused on. So don't be out here just applying for jobs, but you have a business degree, you have a, and you worked in the tech. Have you ever thought about a tech business? Could be an idea. <laughs> I only have four different opinions. Because <laughs> I do believe in happy, but um, I see it very hard going from you going to like a $12,000 lifestyle to like five. That's a big difference. So I get doing, I mean, money and everything, but I'm sorry, money matters. <laughs> money matters. And if you don't like that job, bitch, work that job and find you a know why you working that job that's paying you. Um, I, this is me being honest. I am not the type mm-hmm. to talk about, yeah, go find you a job that you love and you can make it 35 an hour to 12. No. But I remember, no. I remember making seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year, working in um, jewelry, and then like taking a huge pay cut, going down to like twenty eight thousand mm. a year. Um, granted, I had the help of family, but at the same time, it was like, ugh. but you know, your journey starts now. When when that journey started, I was like, I really love working with people in this aspect. Um, which allowed me to build from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I took those old skills with me because that's important. Like those transferable skills, you you don't just leave them. Mm-hmm. You don't. They follow you. <laughs> but <laughs> baby, I'm eating steak tonight. I want to go steak to butter beans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know this is my honest truth. You know you have four different opinions, but we want to say thank you, opener. We hope that you we helped you. All right, Solomon. <laughs> I like how we always say, I, I hope we helped you. And I'm, and I'm always thinking, like, we ain't, Okay, because if I was open, I'd probably be lighting a Newport or Virginia Slim right now. Blocking my mouth. Bitch, I can't take this here. Girl. <laughs> I'm struggling, bitch. I ain't got no job. Okay, so we ain't off camera. All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's just joking. He's just joking. He's just, yeah. Really yeah. joking. Really joking. All right, openers. Thank you for coming and joining the four of us as we swallow our topics and spit different opinions. See you next week. <laughs>